0: And if he leaves me any time, you might hear from me, but I doubt
1: it. So you're good to go. Well, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Right on. Real quick, I was going to start right away, but time out. There is a Jigglypuff around here. For them. I'm just kidding. Pokemon go. Pokemon go is sleeping the nation. I don't know if you guys know. How many of you guys have downloaded this Pokemon Go app? Okay. How many of you guys were aware that the Awakening Church is now a Pokestop? Right, right. We had like four people out in the front, just like these teenagers, just half asleep, like. And I just like, oh, at the door, Pokemon Go. You know it. And then you're going to meet a lot of people. It's awesome. Well, my name is Joe again. And I help out with the worship and the student ministry here. And I have the honor of being able to share with you guys a little bit of our little post camp. Uh, we've kind of shaken off the weariness. Now we're just kind of running on fumes. we got second wind. So we're going to go. But before we get going, I wanted to share with you guys, just if you guys weren't there because you didn't meet the age limit, you know, like Tiffany here. She's, she's trying. I saw her name on there, and I'm like, I don't know. How did we break it to her, guys? But we had summer camp. It was called Inside Out. It was such a blast. If your student couldn't make it or something, we got a little recap video for you guys. So go ahead and check this out. We want to show you a little bit of what we did. In
0: cinderness, saw me. his shoulders brought me back to
1: Wow, awesome. What a great time we had. That's our group that we took up to camp. And I can go on and tell you how awesome it was, but I thought what better way for you guys to know how awesome it was than some of the students sharing with you, all right? So I'm going to invite two students up. I'm going to invite Shane White and Audrey up here. Why don't you give it up for them, guys? Give it up for them. Woo! That's right. Right on. Well, welcome. You guys, you don't get a chair. The older people can sit. We stand. <laughs> Come on up. Well you, you, well, you can sit if you want. I mean, I guess you lady. Well, welcome. We talked. We had such an awesome time. Inside Out, the theme that we talked about, we talked about all these emotions that we could be dealing with that sometimes control our minds and our decisions, and sometimes we kind of become slaves to these emotions, and, and we run away from our identities in Christ and run towards those emotions instead of running towards God. And so we went through all these different things we covered. We started off with talking about disgust. We had teams as well, basically. We had Team Disgust. Any Team Disgust people in the house? In back corner. We had some anger. Where's my Team Anger boys at? Mm. We had Team Fear, which Shane, you were a part of, right? And then their lip sync battle that wasn't filmed. They, they did a great rendition of Purple Rain. And Shane was a breathtaking prince. Like, I I didn't realize I wasn't breathing the whole time. Like, it was over, and I was just, oh, my gosh. Wow, that's so good on you, Shane. And then we had Team Sadness. Any Team Sadness people in the house? There you go. There we go. So we talked about these. So I wanted to share with you guys just a couple of – I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. First off, because I've got them written down here. I don't want to forget. What was your favorite camp moment? We'll start with you, Shane.
2: My favorite moment in camp um – I probably want to say the last session that we had um it was it was very emotional you know everybody was getting ready to leave camp you know and I think the faith was strongest there you know and it it showed how much church can bring people together especially in faith and to me especially because I'm I'm new to this church it it really shocked me to see how much you know religion and god and you know these beliefs really help out and me, that that was just a trip for me.
3: So I have to agree. So like the last worship worship session, words please. Okay, was like really emotional. Like I like looked up for like a second, and it was just it <laughs> was just like every. <laughs>
0: okay. look at
3: your family. Okay, and
0: it
1: was just like, you got it. It was <laughs> that emotional, huh? She's got it. It was that emotional. That's how great the worship was. Right on. So, of those emotions we talked about, we had one we had asked all these students this question in our small groups, and I'm gonna ask these guys here, of those emotions before camp, which one of those would you say most kind of controlled your decisions in your, in your life? What would you say, Shane?
2: Uh, I would say anger, and I know, uh, the people that were in my small group would definitely agree. And, uh, anger being, you know, one of the most violent emotions, I guess so to say, it, it really brings a lot of control in your life, and to kind of keep it toned and harnessed, I guess, so to say, to keep it on a leash, I think, was one of the biggest emotions that took control of my life, really.
3: Okay, so my emotion was sadness because... um, So, like, a few years ago, I, like, went through, like, a really rough phase, and so, like, it just, like, kind of overtook everything, and so, like, it was, like, hard to find, like, little things in life, but then, like, after camp, I realized that, like, all I had to do was just, like, take an extra moment and think about, like, all the blessings that God gave me, like, coming back here and, like, going to, like, a private school and, like, being able to play basketball just, like, gave me a moment to, like, realize that there are the little things in life that make you happy.
1: Right on, yeah. So the last question. We talked about this in our in our session. We we shared a verse. Can we get that verse up there? We had Romans eight, fifteen and sixteen was one of the verses that was our key verses when it came to fear. And it said that for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And when we learned this at camp, we, we heard this and it was just a unanimous, we can never be the same if this is true. If that we don't have to keep going back in the fear and going back to these emotions and being slaves to it, that we're children of God and we can cry out to Abba Father, our Daddy, Daddy, and that the Holy Spirit will bear witness and tell the world this person isn't guilty. They are not a prisoner. They're free. I testify on their behalf. We can never be the same and so my question my last question to you guys what about camp that impacted you so much that you will never be the same again what what about you is, is you will never be the same
2: um, like I was saying before uh, I, I was shocked to see you know faith and religion bring people together and uh, as I was telling my, my small group before we left um, before I came to camp, uh, I was really questioning my faith, and when I came to that camp, I just I got that faith back. And I was so glad I came, and it it really brought a lot of joy and happiness to me, really to come back to that faith and see the enlightenment of God come back.
3: So two things that won't be the same for me now that we're back down from the mountain is um, how I act on my emotions, because I feel like a lot of the things I do um, are, like, the way I'm feeling. I feel like I'm very quick to act. And then also my relationship with God, because, like, during the worship ses- session, okay, um, it was kind of like, it was like God was, like, like, the presence, like, He was there, and He just just, like, affected everybody, and it just, I think it gave me a new, like, beautiful look on everything. So. Awesome. Right on.
1: Well, thank you guys for sharing. We're going to pray for you guys, and you continue, and all the kids that were here at camp. Um, if you guys don't mind, if you went to camp, would you just stand, leaders included, because you need to pray just as much as the students do. We're just going to pray as a church just for them and their continued walk with God, and that they are never the same again after coming in relationship with them. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time, God, and we just lift up these people, God. They are not just the future of the church. They are the church of now, and they have shown it, God, and may they continue to show it through their ministry, through their community, through their mission, God, um, and through us, God, as leaders, through this, this ASM movement, as we call it, God, and we just thank you. Uh, for your presence and your guidance um, in this time. I thank you for the students standing on my left and the students here in the congregation. What an honor it is to be a part of this, Lord. And we thank you for their parents, um, God, who continue to be their their primary spiritual mentors and models, God. And we pray a blessing on them as well. Lord, thank you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. You get it for them again, guys. That's awesome. Well, right on. Well, I'm going to share a little bit about camp. Like I talked about, we talked about all of these things. And one of the things we talked about last Tuesday, we came back and for some of you parents that came, we had an open invite to the premiere of that video. We had our good old fashioned, what we're calling now Goliath, the slip and slide that we'd slayed. It was pretty intense. I'm, there was bones that might have been broken on behalf of me and Dylan. We were kind of underestimated how fast that thing goes. It is pretty, it was pretty awesome. Um, but we talked about what it happens. When the shine of camp starts to wear off and what we can do. And as we talk about that, I wanted to talk to you, not just the students today, but the, you as parents. I wanted to talk to you guys about these these kind of values of what do we do now. We talked about with these kids when it comes to the shine that don't forget about what God did. Don't throw your hands up and go, well, it's not the same as camp, so it's just back to regular life. We talked about not forgetting to not faking it and trying to make things like they're like every day's camp when you're not feeling it, when you're not right with God. And we talked about also being honest and transparent with one another and don't stop pursuing God. And we wanted to talk about to you as parents is what you can do a little bit as far as the ASM team, of what you guys can do about your students and about your, your children. It's such an awesome time. Uh, so we have this thing that we're going to share here. It's we, what we call it. Is something that like, it's the fivefold kind of youth ministry things of what we think as far as as as, as parents and as, as even as youth students to know these things. Um, I know as parents, it it seems hard, and I, I want to just I want to level with you. I understand, and I we we completely get. The fact that, as, uh, for some reason, I don't know what happened in the new in this in this new millennial like generation, where 16-year-olds are like the busiest people in the world, they they might as well be COOs of companies. It's like they've got like places to be. And you, as parents, I feel I feel for the most because you know, I, I time I don't know if it's just my mom was a little more strict. But, like, I don't know about you guys, but if I asked for a ride, my mom's like, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to get you a car. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah, it's called Mishafizzi's. Go rock him. There you go. And I'm like, dang it. You know? And she's like, you want a different car? Yeah, mom wants a different car. Chevrolet's. Get going, Joseph. But you guys are, like, essentially, as... I want to first thank you for all the investing you do, not just in your students, in this ministry. I want to share one more thing, and I want you guys as a congregation to give yourself a hand. Every single kid that signed up for camp, if they didn't have money, your scholarships paid for them to go to camp. There was not one kid we had to turn away for finances. It was amazing. But I, I imagine, though, back to you guys, with that added pressure of the giving, you guys have to feel like Uber drivers, just driving your kids to and from, you know, drop them off, you feel like a coach, because you have to, you know, find the perfect sport for them, you got to encourage them, you can't be too hard on them, because you got to take them home, and then that attitude's going to go into dinner, you got to, you probably think of being a guidance counselor, I know, I share this at camp, I mean, I didn't have the best guidance counselor at the time, because, you know, I my stepfather, I remember the first time he ever gave me guidance when a girlfriend broke up with me, and his advice was, I heard you had a rough day, bud, and I was kind of crying, and he said, yeah, and I just spilled it all out, and he held my shoulder, and he said, that sucks, dude, and walked away, and so, so I'm, I, I give blessings to you guys that you actually stick to it and give you more than that sucks, dude, and walk away. My dad is actually one of my best, even now, he's still my guidance counselors, and it sucks because, you know, we know forever we're gonna be those things to them. We will always be the first person that they call when they they need to make a decision. We'll always be the first person that that they they seek advice from. And that's why in all of this stuff, without you know, all this these things, you feel like not even just a guidance counselor, a coach, an Uber driver. Sometimes even feel like you know, a jockey just trying to get this horse to go in the morning. I know when school starts, you know, your kids aren't the most active. We saw camp. I mean, it was 7 o'clock. They had to wake up, and it was just like, hey, 7 o'clock. Yeah, we'll be there in five minutes, and when I get ready and I come back, no one's moved. I'm just like, guys, you said five minutes. Yeah, that was three minutes ago. Okay. I own a watch, you know. But I want to talk about these things on why being a part of this, not just this ministry, but having these things in your students' lives are such a huge deal in carrying on in their walks with god especially after camp because we talked about we can't just wait and have our face stay on camp and wait till winter camp and go oh which is coming up by the way uh but we want to talk about these these couple things here and youth ministry here is, is something that we offer not just as a this is what churches have but this is something we offer because we believe this is something that will help your students so we start off with models and mentors in psalm 71 It says, "O God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. Those are some powerful words. In Titus, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, it talks about this, this Jewish culture. Parents weren't just the only ones that poured into the kids. It was all elders. It was, this, it was all the believers together. So it wasn't just all the weight on your shoulders as a parent. That's the beauty of the community and the body of Christ is that we have this here, not just as a building to just sing God's praises, but to be able to relieve some of that. We've been going through uh, on Tuesdays and Sunday mornings in ASM a series on just the, the Church of Acts. And one of the coolest things that we've been kind of sticking on and we keep getting reminded of is that as they gathered these people of the same accord and not one of them was in need. And that's what's so awesome is that these it wasn't just on the parents to do these things. And of course, as parents, you're the primary spiritual mentors of these students. And we are just so thankful that we get to be a part of this as 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 maybe some mentors, maybe not the greatest models, because, you know, I could lose a few pounds to be a better model. But I'm just saying. But this whole Christianity thing, as far as that modeling, what it means to us for a lot of students, the questions that came up in in small groups from your students was this idea of what? doesn't mean to be a Christian, like a good Christian, you know? And they were surprised at some of the things, you know, we did. I felt like a lot of them had thought that we just kind of sat in like a white room with one window and ate saltines, and then Sunday came and we were worshiping. And it was, no, we get to have fun in the spirit. We're alive in the spirit. Like Eric's son, this is living now with Christ. And that's what we get to do as models and mentors. And so we pray that as they, as you're at home remembering that, That you are the model and mentor. When you're dropping them off here on Tuesday and this isn't just another Bible lesson that they don't have time for because they've got, they've got, you know, baseball at this time and they've got to go to their tutoring at this time and they go to their violin lessons at this time and then they've got time for homework and then they've got to eat everything in the house and then I've got to get them in bed and then maybe I'll have time to watch the voice like reruns. I don't know. No, this, this is living now. So that's models and mentors. The next thing is your teams need community. Hebrews 10, verse 24, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. See, in this day and age with bullying and gossip and slander and and just hatefulness which it can seriously which we saw firsthand destroy not even just the student's identity but our identity when we feel those things it tears us apart we start to wonder god where are you and we start to run and fall into that slave that that that's enslavement to fear but when you have community where the two or more are gathered and it's known that God is there, whether it's in youth group, in your homes, with, with, you know, those models and mentors. This is a place where they can discover their spiritual giftings, who they are, that the prophet Jeremiah says in verse, in, in verse 1 in chapter 1. It means, it means it rings true that he did know me before he knitted me in my mother's womb. He knew that I was going to face these things. He knew my giftings, and he said, worth it. You were worth being created. I knew the mess-ups you were going to have. I knew the heart you were going to come into camp with, because I knew the heart you were coming out of camp with. I knew the adult you were going to be. I knew the parent you were going to be. I knew the child you were going to have, and I knew the same thing about your child. Worth it. And I built you to have that family and community Back to that verse that it says that we, we can call ourselves heirs of Christ, a family, with Christ, a community. The third thing is mission that these that our students need mission. When Jesus challenged his 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 very young, almost immature, and the idea of what the kingdom of God was, his disciples with the go and make disciples of all nations in Matthew twenty eight. He was tapping into this activist wiring, the nature that we shouldn't rebel against God, but we should be rebelling against evil and sin itself and reminding ourselves who we are. As a youth group, we pride ourselves off of that. I'm telling you, my camp highlight was seeing the transformation in identity with each one of your students, watching day one come in and the hands are in the pockets when worship comes. And the last day is, as Audrey shared, it really Broke my my heart down as we sang that in tenderness. And I heard just a piece of heaven and eternity. Your students completely grasping the idea, the identity. I am not a slave to fear. I'm not just an angry kid. I'm not a scared kid. I am the kid that belongs to the utmost highest God who created me. He believes in me as much as I believe in him. And I'm worth it. And I can't just sit here anymore and not be changed. We use this um, this, this idea of using that verse in Romans, that if we're prisoners to fear, we are willingly running away from our innocence and fleeing towards the scene of a crime so that we can be convicted of it, running towards the world with our hands stretched out saying, cuff me because I'm scared and I don't know who I am. So I've probably done something wrong. And we do things wrong almost to convict ourselves. We sit in there. And I love how in, in, in Paul says it in Romans, you weren't called to being a slave to fear again. As if this is going to happen a lot, especially if you're 13 to you know, 18 years old or even like 11 to 18 years old. This is going to happen a lot. You know, this is, you're going to keep falling into. I remember just my, my, my grandma, every time I'd get in trouble as a youth myself, she would always say, when are you going to learn? When, you know, and I, I'm sure a lot of us as, as you as parents probably think, when is this kid going to learn? I feel like I just, you know, like, I don't know what else to do. Like, I feel I, I, scared straight. It looks like a good idea right now. I feel like I have no other idea what to do to get him on this mission of where he's supposed to be. But we said that the beauty of calling out Abba Father and recognizing our identity is that even when we get ourselves stuck in the cage and we don't know where to go, we're prisoners, That Christ's blood is the evidence that we are innocent and free. And I love how it says, and the spirit testifies, as if it's our lawyer on our behalf. We get another trial date, and he stands by and we're kind of unaware, wide-eyed, going, I I think I'm a child of God. I don't know. I'm still kind of scared. But the Spirit says, You must let this person go. They are innocent. The evidence is in the Son of God, Jesus Christ's blood, who paid for it all. I stand here testifying on his behalf or her behalf that you must let them go. But the choice now comes to this. They rule it, you're innocent. Do you want to go, or do you want to go back to jail? It's something we face all the time. Do you want to be on mission, or do you want to be a slave to fear? Do you want your identity to be in who you really are, the God who created you? Or do you want it to be in creations that don't really know what they are? That's true for us as their leaders. That's true for you as parents. Paul knew what he was talking about, that we need to cry daddy, daddy. In a sense, we even called in our small group Coach Coach. What's the plan? Where am I going? Am I just going to kind of run rover and just kind of do that? I remember I used, whenever I used to play like PE, I wasn't very keen on a lot of sports, you know, especially at first in basketball. They'd be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, I'm just going to run in circles and then just put my hands up and say ball, ball, and just do that, you know, and then just like it looks like I'm doing it. And for a while we can do that before we get tired. And we got to admit, I don't know what's going on. The last two things is theology. We pride ourselves on the fact that I would just love for you guys to just come and check it out. If you have a heart for, for students, check out what we're doing here because you'd be surprised, and I'm surprised every day, the theology that these students can grasp and the questions they ask. And you should be even asking the questions, not so much answering them. My, some of the best conversations we had at camp, best conversations I've had as a believer – as an unbeliever, are questions asked to me. What do you believe in? What do you think God thinks of this? Even something as simple as, if God was at the gym and shooting baskets, do you think he could make 100 out of 100 free throws? And then they're just like, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Well, you know, there's sometimes where it says if people don't believe, he couldn't, he couldn't do these miracles. But he is all powerful. And they start to think, and you see them start to understand who God is to them. From a simple question like that. It's not so much the theology of teaching your students, you know, here, you know for next birthday, I don't want kids to come complain to me like my parents got me a concordance. Thanks. Because you told them theology. <laughs> no. This idea that they need to start developing their own. What do they believe in? Their identity is not in this youth group. That's why we even try to shy away from calling it sometimes ministry or just a, a service. Because it's a movement of God. It's God moving through them and them mobilizing and go therefore is what we say. And the last thing about this youth ministry is that this needs to be a place in this building, in our church. And I talked about this weeks ago. This needs to be a place where we can confess and confide. Now, a lot of times we feel like in our home life or at church life, we can do the first thing. But sometimes the church sucks At the second thing, we can feel that we're being, whatever we confess is being held against us. I'm guilty of that, of having that happen to me and me doing that to people out of my fear and my lack of identity in that. Your students need a place for that. We are so honored that we were able to be a part of that, even for a weekend at camp. You can be that at home. This is a place where if you're having trouble with it, we are not a ministry that's a church within a church. Our desire, and I speak for the whole team, our desire is to walk alongside you and your family, not just your student, your family, and be sure that they have models, mentors, a community that loves them, a mission to go there for a theology that they know who God is in their heart. It's not just some, some figurative person we study and we have to kind of write our own fan fiction in our heart of who they are. It's building a relationship, and we can come and confess and confide in one another. Imagine the church. Imagine a place like that. That is living now. That's today. And it starts with the change, like we said at our camp theme. Starting from the inside, outward. Church, let's stop living outwardly and bringing it in and just stuffing it down, you know, where we just live for a long time. We get all these emotions. We talked about this at our session where, you know, the plan for a lot of us, we get these emotions. We're hurt by people at the church or our families, and we get all these emotions, the sadness, the anger, the fear, and we put them down deep. And then they stay right here, and then one day we'll die. And then they go away. <laughs> that's not how it's, we're supposed to live. That's not living. Now, that's not freedom. That's what this whole thing is about, is freedom. I am who I am. I'm a child of God. It's as simple as that, but yet so complex. I don't want to run anymore. Church, if you're tired of running, as we sing this last song and we worship together, declare it. Like you're talking to that Father. Like you're crying out, Abba, Father, I can't do this anymore. I can't live outwardly, inward. I need to change from the inside out. That I can have a place where I have models and mentors, community, mission, an idea of who God really is to me, and a place where in people I can confess and confide. If you feel like this is all new to you and you don't know about what what this means, there are people here who love and know, God, these ways, they'll be at the cross, they're in the back. Heck, I'll be here catching Pokemon out in the parking lot. <laughs> I'll take a break for you. You're more important than my Pikachu. So, but church, really, let's think about these things. And let's pray and sing this out. So would you stand with us, church, as we stand together one accord? I'm going to invite the band up now and lead us in prayer here. How awesome is it? I just thank you guys so much for letting me share my heart in this place where I can confess and confide things that I just I praise you guys for a moment and affirm you. You're not just, you know, butts to seats, at least not to me. I look around and I just go, man, I just sometimes have to stop and smile because I go, this is this is living. This is family for me. It's hard for me. Just from sharing with your students, this has been my family for a long time. The church the body of believers and I've seen firsthand what changing from the inside out does because I wasn't the kid that signed up to camp and knew everything I was the kid that the campers didn't want me going (laughs) because I was against it all I was the kid that used all these emotions anger and fear and disgust because reality in my head sadness ruled everything and I was a slave to that again and again and again Whatever it is that rules your mind, whatever emotion you're a slave to, the foot of the cross right there is just a visual image that we can lay it out and go. My identity is not in that. And Abba Father, who I cry out to, not in these things that come and go. These things aren't bad things. These things help us understand the vast emotional depth of God's love, a jealous, angry, shameful, sloppy, scandalous, scary love, but a love none the same. So, Heavenly Father, we ask that today through your people, not just not just the church, God, but especially through this, this movement of these young people, the church of now, whether young or old for the person who gave their life to Christ this last weekend and the person who gave their life to Christ last weekend 40 years ago we need you and we love you and we will continue God to realign our hearts to go therefore it starts today living starts now For those who feel that they haven't been living now. Lord, may your Holy Spirit just invade their heart. And may they just come and seek someone. Seek community. Seek to confess and confide. Seek models and mentors. Seek mission. So they know where to go. Holy Spirit, change us from the inside out. We make room in our hearts, Lord, as you spoke through Paul, God, and Corinthians that the spirit of the Lord dwells within our hearts and where you dwell there is not slavery not imprisonment not fear but freedom Lord we pray that freedom into our hearts this evening this morning